more time. Grace, 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 grace. Just lift up our voice and say, Lord, rain the heavens over me this afternoon. Pour your grace upon my life like never before. As I listen to your word, as I stay right at the foot of the cross, Lord, pour grace upon me. Great grace, oh God. Sure somebody can lift up his or her voice and cry to the heavens. Yes, the King of grace. The mighty one is interested, is willing, is ready to pour grace upon us. But we must be willing, we must be willing to receive. Oh God of heaven and earth, pour your grace upon me like never before. Yes, the apostle said, grow in grace. If our grace can grow, wherever or whatever you have received before, wherever you think you are, and that is all about grace, Think again. More grace is on the way. Somebody can pour his or her heart onto the Lord more than ever before. Get yourself ready to receive the word. Get your heart open unto him. Lord, I cry unto you this afternoon. Hi, Chris Bailey, I cry unto you. Pour your grace upon me, Adil. Let your grace grow in my life. Help me to grow in grace. Help me to grow in grace. Oh, cry unto the Lord. You will not be the same in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, rock of our salvation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Ah, you need to really, really be serious with that. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Grace is coming your way anew in the name of Jesus. Oh, I say grace, great grace is coming your way in the name of Jesus. Grace that forces a person into the higher level in the name of Jesus. You are not meant for the bottom, you are meant for the top. And it's only grace that can lift you up in this month of divine lifting. Say, I receive grace in the name of Jesus. Open your heart as the man of God comes to give us the word of the living God. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ in expectation. In delight that God is going to visit you, Pastor Chazachowa, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Amen. You may be seated, please. And while this wonderful worship session and special number was going on, I heard a voice 
He said, surrender to grace. Surrender to grace. So I was wondering about the theological correctness of that. It was like one day I just woke up from sleep, you know, trying to prepare for my family altar, and I had a voice, and it said, miracles are easy. So I was wondering whether the English was correct, whether it should have been miracles could be easy. But somehow, what I had was miracles are easy. So I kept meditating on it. In fact, I have a whole album, musical album that we have done. Every song there is miracles are easy, coming from different angles. It was like one day I was counseling one of the most beautiful ladies I've ever seen in my life came into my office and I had a voice and he said she is a lie and I said which type of English is this one because I would have expected she is a liar but I had she is a lie and um, 20 minutes after that understood why God said she is a lie. Everything about her was fake. Only God knows the heart. I don't know why God said, surrender to grace. Surrender to grace. To me, it's like the summary of what he wants to do this morning. Grace is so powerful, so wonderful, so expensive. Grace is expensive. The most expensive commodity in the whole universe. It costs God, his only begotten son. So expensive. And yet grace is free. Can we just talk to the Lord and say, Father, I surrender to grace today. I surrender to grace. Lord, I surrender to grace today. Father, I surrender to grace today. I surrender to grace. Yes, Lord, I surrender to grace. I surrender to grace. Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Jesus, Lord Jesus, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I surrender to grace as I stand Behind this pulpit, I surrender to grace. Oh, Lord, I intercede for my brethren. Every one of us would surrender to grace. This is what you demand this morning. And this we do, oh God. Lord, together, by the corporate anointing, Lord, we surrender to grace. We surrender to grace. Have your way, oh God. Have your way, O God. Have your way, O God. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by your spirit. It's by grace alone. By grace alone. By grace alone. By grace alone. Lord Almighty, thank you for grace. Thank you for grace. Open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear. Open our hearts to perceive. Help us, Lord. Help us, God, to absolutely surrender to grace. Surrender to grace for holiness. To surrender to grace for breakthrough. To surrender to grace for ministry. To surrender to grace for exceptional and outstanding marriages. To surrender to grace to raise our children to excel in every proportion. Lord, we surrender to grace. Surrender to grace. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And I labored more abundantly than all the other apostles. Yet, it was a grace. Father, we surrender to grace this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In addition to the voice I had, I also saw a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the number of times when I see a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ, it means somebody important in the kingdom is about to get saved. That's how it usually happens to me. When I see a vision of an angel when I'm ministering, it means someone is about to be healed. A particular, okay, like an example, a woman, she had saved money. They said she needed surgery in the ear. Because every little sound, even the sound of a fan, gave her a lot of pain. She had saved money to go to India for surgery. So that day, I came to minister. I saw an angel standing somewhere on the aisle. I said, anybody that was sick, just line up on that aisle. She was one of those that fell under the anointing. By the time she got up, till today, she was absolutely healed. Absolutely. (laughs) Why I smiled is because she gave me part of the Indian money. (laughs) I did not ask her. I did not ask her. She just said, Pastor, I saved this money to go to India. God used you to heal me. Please take part of it. I think it was a good gesture. (laughs) Hallelujah. Someone say, I surrender to grace. I surrender to grace. Father, help us today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our passage is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. And I'm looking at our manual, uh, part 3. So if you have your manual, just turn to part 3. I will look at scrolls number 43 to 52. I hope I can cover them um, within the time that we have. Anyway, I get to, and it's time I will just um, stop. Part three. Uh, my own page is different because my print is much bigger than yours so that I can see it from afar. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So says, grace is bestowed. And the key sentence there is, the greatest things in life are gifts. The greatest things in life, life itself is a gift. Greatest things in life are free. The more expensive something becomes, the less important that thing is to life. Diamond is not very important to life. Neither gold. Since I married my wife, she has used gold only once. Uh, I used gold once, my wedding ring. When I ate and became a bit bigger, it couldn't enter again. (laughs) So I now give it to my wife. That's the one she's using now. And I've not bothered to go and look for another wedding ring. Because I sweat a lot when I hear things. Gold is not very essential to life. It's a luxury. If air was to be bought with money, the poor man will, will suffer. Be in serious trouble. Grace, therefore, is free. Grace is free. Grace is available to everyone. So it now depends on whether you want to use it or not. Um, I think it was 1997 or 96. One man brought a Sony 
sound system to my house. I had been yearning for how I could be hearing my songs, my CDs, how I could be hearing them with real, you know, there are some cars that disturb the environment of when they are driving because of the kind of bass that they play. And then one man just brought, brought one carton to my house. When I opened it, I saw that it was a sunny system. Heavy duty. <laughs> so, my younger brother wanted to set it up. I said, no, leave it. Let it cool down. <laughs> I left it for three months. Three months to cool down. I said, no, this thing is too good for me to start playing. The day we set it up and I started playing it, I wondered why I wasted three months. I don't know, it's just in my habit. If I like something a lot, I let it cool down. So that if I lose it, I forget about it. That same year, the same thing happened. One of my very rich friends. He used a Mercedes 500. It was a Concord. They used to call it Concord. <clears throat> and then he now bought another one, bought another one. And one day he just drove the Mercedes 500 into my house. And dropped it and dropped the key and drove away with another one. So after two weeks I called him I said, sir, you forgot your car in my house. <laughs> he said, no, I couldn't have forgotten it. And I've forgotten the key also. It's all yours, both the car and the key. I said, oh, thank you, sir. I allowed it to cool down for another. <laughs> you know why I'm saying this? Because there was one man, he said that his, um, his daughter was a very selfish girl. Very selfish. The fact that if she was to be a trader, it's only fish she would be selling. She was so selfish that she would be selling only fish. That whenever she was praying, she prayed and took all the time and blocked the line. She didn't allow others to get to God. That her prayer was very selfish. Allow others to get to God. Stop praying. Let others reach God. But the man didn't know that God could take all our calls at the same time. Some people are like me. Let it cool down. Let it cool down. God wants us to use grace. I don't know what you've been allowing, what you've been, why you have allowed your own grace to remain in one place. Some people will say, eh, eh, I, I will allow grace to function in my life eh, after some years. I remember one friend. The picture just came to my mind. That's why I want to paint it. I talked with him. We walked along the rail line. That was in 1971. And I, I talked to him. I tried to get him to be born again. He said, yes, I know. The grace of God is available to me. Yes, I know. But I don't want to be born again now. I'll get born again when I become 45. And when I get born again, I'll get ordained. I'll become an Anglican reverend. I pleaded with him, pleaded with him. I said, well, you know, I'm not saying you will die, you, but we don't know, don't know how long we will live. Please give your life to Christ today. He said, no, at the age of 45. Look, Charles, I will remind you, once I'm 45, I'll call you. You pray for me, I'll get born again. Brethren, the young man did not last 45 hours. Within two days, he was, he was in a vehicle, and the vehicle ran into a lorry that was carrying um, rods, and he was sitting in front. And the thing just hit his head, and it was very pathetic. Let's not postpone what grace can do in our lives. Grace is free. Paul said, the grace of God that was in me was not in vain. It was not in vain. The grace that has been given to you is not in vain. The grace that is available to you is not in vain. 
Let's not leave it. Let's allow God to help us. What God is demanding this morning is, he says, surrender to grace. Surrender to grace. God wants to forgive your sins completely. And all your sins for that matter. Without exception. He wants to forgive all your sins. I don't know. I was telling pastor about um, how I got born again. I don't know why. I've just been feeling that way since today. You know, my friends were witnessing to me, those of them who were born again. I told them I was more born again than they were. One of them said, look, Charles, you must get born again. I said, you, you're telling me to be born again. You know, we were soldiers. We, We had just come back from the war. Many of us were soldiers. So I plotted a coup, overthrew the monitor, and put him as the monitor. I said, I plotted a coup. I overthrew the monitor. I made you the new monitor. Doesn't that show you that I'm more born again than you are? (laughs) So he stopped witnessing to me. Another one came and said, Charles, you must be born again. I said, look, I'm more born again than you are. He said, what about your girlfriends? I said, I have none. And I've made up my mind I won't have any until I decide to get married. Then they said, what about smoking? I said, I stopped smoking the day my father caught me. (laughs) so each one because in those days to to people being born again was following certain laws let's surrender to grace grace is powerful grace is powerful you see when somebody surrenders to grace you don't even need to tell the person this thing is wrong this thing is right the spirit bears witness with the person's spirit that the person is born again and the spirit of God tells the person, in fact, particular things may not be seen to others, but the Holy Spirit will tell that person, others may, you cannot. Others may do it, but you cannot because you are special to me. There's an assignment I have for you. In fact, one of them witnessed, I put my hand under my shirt, brought out my cross. I said, you say you are born again. You are not wearing cross. I am wearing cross. So I'm more born again than you are. I used to fast. I used to pray. And finally, on the 17th of January, 1971, so one of those, my friends, invited me to a meeting. It was an Assemblies of God meeting. And they brought somebody to give testimony. He came, talked of how he used to be a robber, how he used to smoke Indian hemp. I said, oh, God. Why did they bring such an evil man to the church? They brought a criminal to the church. Hi, these people are spoiling church. They are spoiling church. You know, I didn't even hear when he said, then Jesus came into his life, he became a new, I didn't hear that one. All I heard was that he used to be a robber, he used to be a wicked man, a terrible, evil criminal. They brought him to the church. Then one woman came, and testified how she used to sleep with men. I said, oh God, which type of church is it? What brought me here? It's a church of sinners, church of evil people, criminals. Hi. I was actually considering leaving the place. I said, this, this place is full of iniquity. And they are bringing these people out to come and be talking about all the evil they were doing. What type of church is this? I didn't even hear when the woman said, Jesus came into her life and everything became different. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I didn't even listen to that. Then the preacher came forward. One reverend tipped him from the U.S. He just told us stories. Story, story, story. Once upon a time, 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 there was a man, man, man. That was how it sounded to me. So this man is just a storyteller. Just a storyteller. Then he said, if you know that there is any sin in your life and you want God to forgive you and you want the blood of Jesus to cleanse you, then you come out, let me pray for you. So in my mind, I said, everybody's a sinner now. So what's the problem? So I went out expecting that everybody else will come out. 
<laughs> so when I looked back, I found there were still many people remaining. I said, these ones remaining are evil. <laughs> How can they say that they don't have sin? And they said, if you have any sin, come out. How can they say they have no sin? So we went prayed. Then they said, they took us to the church. And they said, we should pray, pray, pray. Then they brought a slip. So if today you have decided to surrender your life completely to Jesus, please sign. If not, don't sign. So I thought about it. Okay. From today, I have decided to surrender my life to Jesus. So I signed. Immediately I signed. Something happened to me that I cannot explain. It was like my eyes opened. I became aware of the spirit realm. Something, a veil was lifted. To put it in, in, in another time, a miracle happened in my life. I just knew that I was different. So when I got home, my parents were in the sitting room. I said, Mama, Papa, I have become a Christian today. The mother said, what were you before? <laughs> so I didn't know what to say. But what I said was real. It was true. I had become a Christian on that day. I had become born again. May somebody surrender to grace today in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord help us that someone will surrender to grace today in the name of Jesus Christ. And incidentally, on that 17th of January, when I came out to be prayed for, for sin, which particular sin? I was a sportsman and a number of times when people played rough against me, I planned strategically how I would revenge. I didn't normally revenge on the day they did it. If it was football, I was a goalkeeper, I would watch out for the person, especially if he was a striker, I'll be watching out. The day the ball will go up, as I catch the ball, my elbow will come down on his face. So I planned all those things. So when the man said, if you know there is any sin you want us to pray, come forward. I said, oh God, that thing I used to do is bad. Please let them pray for me. You know. And that was all. But by the next day, when you search yourself, it is nothing compared to when the Holy Spirit searches your heart. The next day I wept and wept and wept. I saw so many things that didn't mean anything to me before that were not sins. I wept and wept. Even my father had me weeping. So he came to my room. Charles, what's wrong? I said, Papa, there's nothing. As I said, there's nothing. I broke down again while he was there. Papa, there's nothing. (laughs) There's nothing. (laughs) He said... I wonder what's going on. Just closed the door and left me. Thank God it wasn't my mother. She would have sat down. She would have found out what it was that day. But my father felt, well, if a young man is crying, there must be something. So by the next day or so, while we were discussing, I told them that on the 18th of January, God made me aware of the miracle that happened on the 17th. And that God lifted the burden of sins from my heart. All kinds of sins. Some of them that were not even really sins. I felt so sorry. Even for killing flies, killing ants, killing mosquitoes. And if I see mosquitoes again, I still kill them till today. (laughs) But, you know, to tell you how I felt, I said, so my hands have been instrumental in destroying life, all kinds of things. Both the sins that were real, the ones that were unreal, the lies I had told, you know, 
a tool to cover up things, to deceive people. The times we're playing in football or cricket or hockey, um, when the referee asked me and I lied just to make sure that we were on the better side, all those things came to me. God help me to surrender to grace. Today somebody will surrender to grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. In scroll number 43, grace is highest quality gift. Highest quality gift. Because it is coming from the almighty God. There's a small church on my street. The pastor is poor. Um, but he's not poor in the things of the spirit. It was a witch doctor that used to occupy the place. So I got the pastors in our street together. We prayed against him. It was his father's land. I told him he would sell his father's land and relocate. Finally, he sold the land. In fact, if I had money then, I would have bought it. I forgot. I would have come to Pastor Gwenley. <laughs> so, Assemblies of God Church bought it. So, right there, there's an Assemblies of God Church that has replaced the witch doctor's church. So, I decided to go for the dedication and during, at the end of that year, I went for their watch night service just to make sure that I helped the, the pastor. So one day the pastor brought a gift to me. And he was so excited about the gift. He came with his wife. They brought it in one special bag. And I was wondering, what would this pastor bring to me? Brought it out. And it was... A young cock, chicken, that they had brought to him for Thanksgiving. So that was the gift he brought to me. I was very happy. I thanked him. I don't know how much it, it would cost in the market, but it wouldn't cost much. But it was nice. It was good. A richer pastor, during my 60th birthday, gave me a Range Rover that he had used for eight years. I'm still using the Range Rover. So that one is higher quality because this one is a richer pastor than the other one. The one of my is a billionaire in Naira, is a millionaire in pounds. When he... <laughs> yes, he's a, he's a millionaire in pounds. Yes. When he wanted to buy me a gift... He just, he just sent one of his young men. They, they gave me a brown envelope. So I thought it was pounds. And uh, they brought out one black something from it. He said, uh, August said, I should give you this. This is the key to your brand new Lexus 570. It's packed right in your compound. It was brand new. Nobody had ever used it. And I don't know how much this. Until today, I don't know how much it is. But I'm still using it. So the quality of the gift depended on how much the person could afford. Grace comes from the Almighty. The omnipotent God. Nobody can equal grace. Nobody can give you grace. Nobody can. There's no blood that is good enough to pay for grace. Accepting the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the highest quality gift. May the Lord help us to surrender to grace today. Because grace works in every perspective. It was grace that got Paul to get born again, even though he persecuted the church. It was grace that helped Paul to become an apostle. It was grace that made Paul the most outstanding apostle. His grace. No matter the perspective, the dimension of your life, grace works. Somebody surrender to grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that's the will of God. That's the purpose of God. To me, grace... Uh, there's a new English that I keep hearing on TV. They are trying to confuse me, but I'm still speaking the old one that I knew. 
when they want to wait, they will give you a card. They will say, this is my invite. I was taught this is my invitation. So please, for this morning, allow me to speak the one that I was trained. Yes. Grace is God's invitation to you to become divine. It's God's invitation card. It's come and share divinity with me. Come and allow the nature of God, the power of God. Come and allow the wisdom of God. Come and allow the glory of God to cover your life. This is the invitation card. Will you come? There was uh, one of the times um, one of the richest men in Nigeria, millionaire in any currency. That was how the Nigerian television described him. So they gave me two cards. They invited me to the man's 60th birthday. One of them, I was the preacher. The second one, I was just to come and dine. Just enjoy with them. So I looked at the two cards. Thank God. Very good. So of course, I went for the one where I was a preacher. So I preached. Made an talk all that day. The, that birthday held at a place we call the Tafawa Balewa Square, where they play international cricket matches. That was where it held. Then, the other one, when I was going, I forgot the card. I forgot the card. So when I got to the gate, the policeman told me that I could not enter. They said, you cannot enter. I said, but I can't lie to you. The man gave me the card. They said, Oga, please leave here so that we will not manhandle you. <laughs> so while we were doing that, the man's, one of the man's relatives was passing. Ah, pastor. I said, I forgot my card, though. <laughs> I had to <laughs> use my mouth. <laughs> I forgot. He said, ah, officer, leave him. He was, were you, officer, were you not there in TBS? He was a preacher yesterday now. They said, oh, we did not see. Then they just stepped aside. <laughs> And I passed. I said, God bless you, officer. <laughs> and, and, and entered. I had to use my mouth to confess. If not, I was done for. Because, you know, he says, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Because I saw a picture as if a man who says, okay, I will surrender my heart to Jesus, but I will not talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it will get locked up. It doesn't function. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness, but confession must be made for salvation. You must tell people, I told you the day I gave my life to Christ, I just got home. Mama, Papa, I have become a Christian. Even though it was crude, I didn't know how to get it refined. But I confessed it. And from that moment, salvation was confirmed in my life. Somebody surrender to grace in the name of Jesus. God will help us today in the name of Jesus. I might even stop at scroll 44, just the next scroll. Grace is greatly expensive. It cost God his son. It's greatly expensive. I've, I've mentioned that before at the beginning. Um, there's no way we can quantify how much it cost God. It cost God all that it could ever cost. Gave his son. Because somebody had to die. Because God is a just God. The penalty for sin had to be paid. And nobody has the kind of blood that can pay for it. You see, if, if um, some kind of oil poured on white cloth, you don't clean it with colored ink. You don't clean it with colored ink. You make the whole thing worse. Any blood that has sin is like colored ink. So it cannot cleanse away sin. You cannot use sin to clean sin. 
So the only kind of blood that will be acceptable is the one that is without sin. Absolutely without sin. So that it can absorb all the sins put together. And some theologians tell us that on the day that the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified, that the sun hid its face because all the sins in the world were converged upon one man. And the son said, no, I can't look at this. And decided the place was dark for about three hours. And because all the weight of all the sin came into one place, that there was a kind of earthquake, a kind of earth tremor at that place because the weight was too much. The son of God had to die for us. And all you need to do is to see it because that's the door that opens up into grace so that we can surrender to grace. You want to, to be saved by your own strength, by your own power? It's like you trying to jump to the moon. doesn't matter how much you jump. doesn't matter how high you jump. You can never get to the moon. You need a spaceship. You need grace. You surrender to grace. You surrender to grace. That's what God said that I had. I don't hear the audible voice every day. But any time I hear an audible voice is important. It's normally very significant. The Lord says, surrender to grace. If Jesus died for you, then he has paid the price for the forgiveness of your sins. He has paid the price for you to be victorious in ministry. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's all a result of grace. And the Lord Jesus Christ, after talking about the signs that will follow the believers, he even promised us a further extent of grace. That if anybody believes, if any man believes in me, the works that I do shall he do. And greater works than this shall he do. Because I go to my father. Let's surrender to grace. So let's rise and pray. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to the almighty God. And in this quiet moment of surrendering to grace, a great revolution is likely to spring up in somebody's heart. I've told you that the days I have a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ, something important is about to happen to somebody. Somebody who will be significant in the church is about to come to the knowledge of Jesus. Someone is about to surrender to grace. Look at the areas that God has called you to function in your family, in this church, in the community, in this nation. You need grace. You need grace. You need grace. Surrender to grace. Surrender to grace. Let grace work for you. Let grace work for you. I'm going to pray for two groups of people. Two groups of people by the grace of God. And grace will function in these two lives. The first group, anybody here, you're saying, pray for me. I want to surrender to grace. I want to become a real born again Christian. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Please, wherever you are, you just lift your right hand above your head. Wherever you are, you just lift your right hand above your head. I'm going to pray for you. And I know that today is a significant day. I know that the almighty God organized this service specially for you. Today is your day. Any day somebody is born again, that person has brought joy in heaven. Heaven rejoices. Heaven rejoices. You're saying, pray for me. I want to become a real born again Christian. Wherever you are, please lift your hand. In fact, wherever you are, whether you are downstairs or upstairs, please come forward to the altar. Let's pray with you. Wherever you are, just come. Let's pray with you. Just make up your mind. Come forward. Let's pray with you. 
so that God in his mercy and grace will touch your heart and touch your life and make you what he wants you to be. Wherever you are, please come forward. I want to pray for you now. You're saying, pray for me. I want to become a real born-again Christian. Please come forward wherever you are, wherever you are. I want to pray for you before I pray for the second group of people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. So I'm waiting for you. I want to pray for you. It's important. It's very important. Wherever you are, please come forward. Pray for you. Just give you about five seconds more, then I'll pray for the next set of people. You will need to come forward as a step of faith. I'll pray for you. Lord Jesus, we thank you. You are Lord forever. You are God. You are King. There's nothing that is difficult for you. Nothing at all. You are the God of mercy. You are the God of grace. You are the God of all compassion. For those who want God to lift them higher, in ministry. You're saying, Lord God Almighty, take me higher. I surrender to grace. I surrender to grace to function, to function, to function, to function in that which you have called me to do. Wherever you are, you just put your hand on your chest as we pray. So I ask the Lord God Almighty to help us to help us. And you tell him, Father, I surrender to grace. I surrender to grace. I surrender to grace. I surrender to grace. Lord, I surrender to grace. Oh God, I surrender to grace. To grace. Surrender to grace in my ministry. Surrender to grace in my marriage. Surrender to grace in my business, my career. I surrender to grace in my health, in my fitness. Surrender to grace. Lord, I surrender to grace. And as we are praying this prayer, I still give you a chance. Someone here, you need to become a real born-again Christian. Because whenever I see that vision of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is someone. You can come forward. If I have to pray for you, you have to obey. You will need to come forward. Then I can pray for you. Please don't come and meet me in pastor's office and say, please, I was the one. Please don't do that. Take the step of faith now because I'm about to round off as I pray for us concerning our ministry. So you have your opportunity to still come and let me pray for you.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, there's a significant work, something important to you. Lord, intervene in the life of your daughter and glorify yourself. Forgive every sin. Let there be a new beginning. Confirm your word. Oh, Jesus, appear to her and confirm your word today that there's there is a big thing that has happened because you are Lord forever. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for the rest of us as we surrender to grace. Lord, as we surrender to grace, grace to serve you. Oh, God Almighty, God Almighty, God Almighty, Remove ignorance. Remove laziness. Remove sin. Father, intervene in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Glorify yourself, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. You alone are Lord. You alone are God. You alone are King. Father, from this day, Let there be revivals in everybody's life in the name of Jesus. Touch our prayer lives. Touch our Bible studies. Touch our evangelism. Touch our fellowship. Touch our service in the name of Jesus. Father, as we surrender to grace, we receive a revolution. Revolution in our families. A revolution in our community. A revolution in this nation. We receive a revolution, Lord. Be glorified in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.